Welcome back to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. I have three guests joining me today. They are the other three beautiful speakers that will be with me at the FemTalks conference in Calgary on January 20th. This is the first time we have held a live in-person conference. The last two have both been virtual, so we are pumped. We have awesome door prizes, refreshments, we each have awesome talks prepared and we're giving copies of our books to every attendee. The ticket is the ticket cost is only $49. So there's well over $300 of value there. We are also doing an after party at Trolley 5 and the lovely folks at Trolley 5 are giving all of our ticket holders a free drink. So, so much value and so much fun. I can't even wait, like I'm so excited. So let's get into the interview so you can meet these other speakers. If you don't know Shannon, Tiana and Dina, you are in for a treat. These are amazing fempreneurs who all got their books completed in 2022 and their books are the foundation for their fem talks. So let's dive in. So Tiana, will you tell us like how you became a fempreneur, how you started your business and why you started your business? Sure. Um, well, and thanks for having me on with you this morning, Lindsay. Um, so I started my business kind of by accident, as this sometimes happens. Um, so I, my background is in education. Hi, Shannon. Um, and I've been doing a, a number of different sort of education teacher related things for a, a long time now. And I kept having people reach out to me to um, help them with their online courses or with their training programs or with their workshops or webinars. And so um, this one woman reached out to me who is an accountant and wanted to hire me to help her with her course. And I thought I better get my ducks in a row and get a business number and make this official as she is an accountant. And then my consulting business was born. So it's, um, I've done some consulting work for other companies, but not under my own business in the past. So I've had Tiana Fesh Consulting now for a year and a half. Awesome. Awesome. I love, I love how these businesses sometimes just sprout out of a need that others have that we can fill. Um, and yeah, and I know for Shannon, you have a very similar story. Um, but Shannon, do you, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your business and why you started your business. Um, I'm Shannon from Shannon Designs, Embroidery and Promotions. I started my business back in 2002, so I just hit my 20-year mark in July. Um, my business started out of my love of creating and crafting, and um, I, my love language is giving gifts, especially when they're homemade, and it just kind of grew from that. It grew from I need to support my habit of crafting, and uh, seeing the need for branded uh you know swag and and promo and swag is stuff we all get and uh that can go from toques to ball caps to t-shirts to you name it whatever we can put a logo on so that's kind of how i started and then covid um like a lot of people just made me pivot and start looking at different ways to you know kind of serve my community and, and let them know that i was still here so mm -hmm. That's when I found YYC Fempreneurs and started on my um, long-needed uh, marketing journey and just learning how to do that. And then, you know, kind of next morphed into writing the book about how to build your brand. And, yeah, so that's nice. me. That's awesome. Kind of share with all the Fempreneurs watching this um, and listening to it on the podcast how we came up with the idea to do this event. Um, I think it was Dina that started it. She's not here yet. She's joining us soon, but she started, she kind of planted the seed because she asked me about the, the first ever Fempreneurs Conference and kind of what it took to get that going. That was definitely um, numbers wise. And it grew, grew the YYC Fempreneurs email list by over 180 Fempreneurs. Not all of those women ended up showing up to the conference because there was a period of time where tickets were free because it was a virtual conference. But then um, we still ended up having like, I think it was close to 80 women that kind of dropped in and out because it was over, it was over four days. We had 31 speakers <laughs> and it was just, it was a huge success and it was really exciting. And we actually got some media coverage 
on CTV and all sorts of really cool things fell into place. And so Dina was kind of like, well, how did you do that? And, she, and I was kind of just sharing with her some of this stuff. And I said, well, why don't we do something in person? Like we can do that again, you know? And I had been to an event years ago at the ATB Entrepreneur Center on 17th Ave. And I was, well, I banked with ATB. So I checked into it as a venue and it worked. And in the meantime, I had engaged both of you because you, like Dina, wrote books in 2022. So tell us a little bit about your book writing journey and how the, the content in your book is going to be, you know, tying in with what you're going to be talking about at the Femtalks conference. Tiana, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, all right. So yes, it, the idea of writing a book kind of was in the back of my mind for a while. And so when I saw that Lindsay had an opportunity to provide guidance and support and expertise on how to do this, and then also, hi, Tina, the, uh, the group support and the community um, to provide that accountability and encouragement and, and ideas as well. I thought, okay, this is probably the time. So with the help of Lindsay and the YYC Fempreneurs community, my book came out into the world in June of this year. And it's all about online course development 101. So it's like a step-by-step -step guide to creating first online course which is something that a lot of small business owners ask me questions about all the time. And it's um, a lo large part of the work that I do businesses in my business. Um, so at the conference, I will be obviously not walking everyone through the entire process of how to create an online course, but I'm going to be talking about um, the piece that's really fundamental to my approach, which is all about your people. So as a teacher, as a university and sessional instructor, like all the different educational roles that I've had, um, including my new one at SAIT that I'm very excited about, um, all the work that I do is all about building relationships because a learning experience is so much more than the learning experience itself. Uh, it can have impact beyond that. It can really facilitate the building of community and connection and really teach people some amazing skills and knowledge that they can apply in amazing ways after uh, the course itself. So I'm going to talk about that approach and provide some specific tools and things to try that you could use for a course, workshop, webinar, podcast episode, blog post, anything at all that will really help you structure any sort of learning experience to build those relationships with your people and also really make that uh, lasting impact. Awesome. Thanks, Tiana. Yeah, I love the way you really emphasize. I think, I think a lot of people get, they get frozen with the tech side of building an online course, but really it's so much more than that. That's like secondary to, like you said, the relationship building piece that has to be present. Like you have a story that I know you included in your book and you tell it all the time. And it's, it's about a teacher that you had. And we all had a teacher that really made us feel seen, really made us feel cared for. We didn't, we don't ever, we don't even necessarily remember any of the lesson material they taught us, but we remember those moments when they were really paying attention to us and making sure that we had what we needed, that relationship piece. I love that about your book is it talks about how to build course material that is going to pull the people into to a relationship with you. And that's, that's so unique, I think. So thank you for all the hard work you did building your book. And I know you were, um, you were definitely, you encouraged a lot of other women, I think, to to kind of stop making stop making excuses and and put their knowledge into a book. I know I've heard um, in my circle to some women who kind of watched your journey and were like, oh, so Tiana and Shannon and Dina did it. I think maybe I can do it too. So it was really cool to uh, to be able to to watch it happen and to get to you know read the book before it came out. So. Um, and I'm really pumped that you said yes to this, this Fem Talks thing <laughs> and that you're going to be, um, be teaching one of the Fem Talks or presenting, I guess, kind of like mini workshops. But I think it, I can't remember whose idea it was to do the 18 minute style TED Talk thing, but I thought that was so brilliant. And then Dina took the bull by the horns with designing the, the visual brand for the conference. So thank you, Dina. It's so awesome. And um, yeah. 
Dina, you've joined us late, so Shannon, we'll come back to you with your story about your book. We'll get Dina caught up here. Dina, will you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about you know, how your business began and what your business is? Sure. Thank you. This is fun. And it's going to be a really fun conference. I can't wait to just meet all the ladies that show up and be able to see how they light up when they hear what each of us shares because it's all unique but yet it's very empowering and and it's going to help build their businesses and their confidence i think that's the biggest thing that's kind of where my piece comes in as well just to really support everything you guys bring forth that's uh technical or brand building whatever it is and then i've kind of got the piece on the mindset and confidence uh building that empowerment to really just be brave get out there and go forward so i have done a lot of different things and when i met lindsay i was just all over the place uh, multi-passionate is a really nice way of saying it but she recognized in me that writing was probably where i like everything pointed towards writing and i built a blog and a website and just started going for it and then when she said that she was going to try doing this leadership conference in the middle of a pandemic and there's we can do it and it just it just grew and grew into like she said four days and I was thrilled to be a part of it and I really wasn't sure which of my interests and skills I wanted to share and when I really focused in, it was that mindset coaching and the, the empowerment coaching was really where my passion lies. And so I built out um, a presentation, like our mini workshop at this conference. And from that, that became the backbone then of some of the books that I've written. And um, I've got the copies. So this one is available in two covers. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> Good job, Linz. And then a companionship or companionship, companion journal um, to go along with that too and support, support people in the growth. And so it's titled, I should happen, creating what I want most. And, um, you know, just encouraging people not to give up. You know, you hit a little wall or there's a bump in the road or you think you're too old or not smart enough or whatever. Um, that imposter syndrome really... Um, I've struggled with it. I still do at times. And from anything I've heard, even very successful people, whether it's in business or athletics or whatever, they all struggle with that. So we're not immune, but knowing that we're not alone in it and that there are tools to, um, you know, just to get past that and, and work around it and have the support of of other people is incredible. So the the community you've built, Lindsay, is amazing. I've met these other two beauties there and numerous others. So really excited to welcome anybody else who is able to join us for our our Fem Talks. And I'm I'm gonna put it out here again, Lindsay. I think this needs to become a regular event. Yes, definitely. I think well we did the first one in twenty twenty. Um Right, and then we did one last year, which we did. It was a little smaller. It was still, it was still a full day, though. Tiana, you were part of that. Shannon, you were too. Was I? Weren't you? I, it was. It was kind of to wrap up the um, the the ninety day leadership and marketing program. Right, we kind of did okay. it. Anyways, it was it was it was good. But this one, um, I'm just so pumped that it's live. We get to come together in person. We have a great venue. Um, some people are going to join us for a little after party down the road on 17th Ave at Blanco Cantina. Um, ticket sales have been really strong. I'm really excited. Um, and I was saying before you hopped on, Dina, like the, the price of these four books together is over a hundred dollars and they're getting hard copies of all four of these books to take with them. And the ticket price is only $49 and it includes refreshments and includes door prizes. And so it's a really, really awesome value for what you're going to get. And we're going to do our classic famous speed dating too. So we're actually going to have those one-on-one -on -one speed dates. I've factored seven rounds into the schedule, but you know, we'll wing it. We'll do what we can. And it's going to be awesome. So 
Um, and I love Dina that, that you're going to be there with, um, because I, well, I before we move on to Shannon, I have a question for you, Dina, because I know you talk to a lot of women about the things that are holding them back because we all have to-do lists. We all have goals. We all have dreams. What would you say is the top or top two or three most common things that you hear? What are those things that women say are actually holding them back or that they perceive as holding them back? Fear of using their voice and speaking up about what they really think, feel, what they're seeing, uh, their perception of things, because they think there's more, there's someone who said it already, or I'm not, you know, an expert. You are, you're an expert. It doesn't matter if someone else has said it before. The way you say it and coming from you and the experiences that you're sharing are unique to you, but they're going to re resonate with others who've maybe heard it four or five times from other people, but it's when they hear it from you that it's important. So I would say they're, they're afraid that, of using their voice, which ties into not feeling um, worthy or educated enough, that imposter syndrome. I think those are two of the biggest ones. And, and you can, you probably all have seen this and, and agree with that, that it's, um, I, it's not you, it's not specific only to, to women, but I think we tend to struggle with it more. We're more um, nurturers in whatever way we are, even in our businesses and serving others is incredible but we always want to try and make other people shine and it's really scary to step out in the spotlight yourself and and take a stand or say i'm an expert in something um so i think that's some of the the biggest part of it you know we just we don't feel that we deserve that spotlight or or that what we have to say is important right right i agree i think that's the most common thing that happens with women is is um it's first of all who am i i mean shannon i know you struggle with this a lot you're like who am i to write a book <laughs> like yeah i know stuff but doesn't everybody know stuff or aren't there other people that are smarter about this than me and that's not what it's about and so once you kind of push past that and realize that you're going to say things in a different way and that alone is going to change lives then you've got to get that whole you know putting writing time into your calendar, feeling worthy of setting that side of time, that time aside for yourself and for this goal, right? And then, and sort of saying no to things and sometimes making others feel like they're not as important to you because you need to focus on this thing. Like there's a worthiness that is missing in a lot of women. And I love that we've all come together and just through some of the things we've done, you know, openly and you know, people used to always bug me, well, why are you documenting everything in your life? I'm like, because I want to inspire other women to do the things they want to do. It's not about me. It's not about putting the spotlight on myself. It's about being a shining light and hoping that it's going to make others want to do things because they see me doing it. And they're like, well, she can do it. I can do it. Like, that's the goal. That's why we stay active on social media, right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> it's not for us it's for others um so shannon i want to um bring it to you now talk a little bit about just the book writing process the aha moments um and then kind of how you're going to tie that into the fem talks so i came into this book writing process kind of by sure i'll do it not really thinking the process through and um I did. I had a lot of imposter moments and ahas and, you know, we're all here to build relationships and because without that relationship, none of us have a business and none of us, you know, meet the people that we're supposed to meet. And um, so for me, it was, you know, everything that you said was who's going to want to hear what I have to say. Um, other people have said it, all of that. But what's unique to me is my story and how I got there and how I present it. And, you know, the things that are in my, my brand book are things I teach my clients every day. And I just, I guess I didn't realize that I was teaching. It was just me imparting knowledge, right? I didn't put it as a, this is a teaching moment. And um, so a lot of it was my mindset and changing my language. And that translated into the writing process in that, you know, I want to impart this knowledge in a way that people get it, that I'm not going to talk above or below I'm going to talk to them because that's really important because there's nothing worse than feeling like someone's talking down to you or above you. Like that's not what I want. So it's just basically, it's just what I, what I teach every day, what I share to my clients about, you know, why you 
need more than one version of your logo and what how do you want your logo to speak for you and that comes back to you and the relationships that you want to build with your clients and they can take that and translate it into their business and their life so you know my whole process over 20 years has just been as much a, pers a personal growth journey as it has been about my growing my business and the biggest growth i've seen in my business is when i've taken those risks stepped out of my comfort zone and just went oh my god here we go i'm just going to do it and that's when i've seen the biggest growth and i want other people to know that it's okay to be scared it's okay okay to feel like an imposter it's okay not to know what you're doing just try something you know it's like that we talk about this throwing spaghetti at the wall until it sticks i've thrown lots of shit at the wall and not all of it sticks and when it does stick that's when i look at it and go okay so how can i make it stick better how can i improve that so that's just you know my book is four parts and it's walking you through whether you have a logo or you don't and you've just got a concept and so just kind of you know taking that concept and running with it and what you need to make what you need to do to make it the best representation of you and your business so yeah yeah and i love, love that all of you did a really great job of sharing tons of stories and i had the privilege of being one of the stories in tiana's book and just the story of growing yyc fempreneurs and even just like the first course that i ever built which is actually how the community began I more wanted to teach women about marketing. I didn't really think a lot about how the community would unfold, but it just kind of was a natural progression. And I quickly got good at things like always having a door prize and figuring out registration systems for events and figuring out how to send those emails to remind people to come to the events and all the different things that I got really good at. But um, it was really cool to be able to, to share that story in, in um, Tiana's book. I didn't warn you guys about this because I kind of just thought of it this morning. But what I'd love is for each of you to grab your books and flip to a page that you could just read for us and kind of do like a pretend we're at chapters. We're doing a book reading and just read like either the back cover. I know all of you have really awesome stuff on the back cover. Maybe um, go ahead and just read whatever you want from your book. And when you're ready, you can let me know. Um, I can start to give you time. Or are any of you ready already? You know what you're going to read? Well, I've got my back cover flipped up here. Yeah, do it. Yeah. That. I see you. You had, have dreams that still matter, by the way. Let's dig them up, dust them off, shine them up, and make them happen. Don't you dare give up, girlfriend. You don't have to do this alone. I'm here to show you easy steps to powerful manifesting inside. Simple steps to help, help you make shit happen in your life. Tons of stories to encourage and inspire you. Journaling prompts and pages to pump up your manifesting power. Ready? Let's go. Yes. Um, that is awesome. I was reading your book a little more thoroughly. I haven't read it cover to cover. I've just been kind of reading chunks of it at a time. And I love the story about how you grew up on a farm and you but you weren't really like a play you weren't really a kid that really played a lot like can you tell us that story really quick or i don't know how to read it or uh it's probably too long to read but the the gist of it is that we lose that sense of play so i really encourage people to get in touch with who they were as a little child because they were mm -hmm. curious inquisitive adventurous um you know, they try anything, say, say anything. There's that voice thing. And just that sense of play. Now, for me, I was the oldest of four kids. Um, I wasn't forced to do chores, but there was always lots of chores to do. And I just, I wasn't into Barbie dolls. I was give, like, I was the only girl, but I had all these Barbie dolls that my daughter inherited that were pretty much brand new. One I gave a haircut to, but <laughs> um, I just... I, I'm not big into movies. I just, I always want to be factual. I want to, um, I don't, I can't really explain why, but I just didn't really use my imagination and play all that much. And I so admire it when I see it now as an adult. And I really want to get in touch with that. It felt, I guess, you feel kind of vulnerable. You think if I don't do it right, um, you know, it's a failure or whatever it is, I'm still trying to explore that a little bit, but I really encourage people to get in touch with that child again, really 
be playful, be curious, yeah. be inquisitive. You know, I pushed myself. Um, I was scared, literally. It, it was terrifying for me as an adult to consider putting paint to paper, something like that. So I... Because it can't be undone it, or what, what was the fear? I, it, yeah, it's, it can't be undone. What if somebody sees it? It's not going to look that great. Well, you're not going to be great right off the top. No, this is a lesson that's applicable to anything that we do. But I just was terrified to do it. So I took some watercolor paint, paint classes this year and just did it. And it, it was it was scary. And that seems so benign, but it really was scary. And I went, oh, I can do this. Like someone can actually teach me how to do this. And that applies to anything that we want to try. Just because we'll think, oh, I'm too old for that. Or somebody's going to think I'm silly. Who the hell cares? Just do it. Try it. If it's something you're curious about, you know, we've just squelched that little child in us. And I so admire when I kids playing and they, they have this fantasy, they've made up this whole story and fantasy and their imagination. Yeah, that's what I wanted you to talk about was the imagination piece because I remember you said that's where you discovered manifesting and you discovered like, yeah, tell us that story about the imagination piece that was maybe kind of missing from your childhood and how you've really obviously ramped that up quite a bit. <laughs> well, I've, yeah, it's incredible because you, you imagine something and you really, the important thing is to really feel, how am I going to feel? How will it change the way I feel inside instead of, we're very familiar with the negative. This isn't gonna happen, this isn't going to work. And we just, we repeat, repeat, repeat. Apparently 60% of everything we repeat in our head every day is the same negative thoughts. That creates negative feelings. That is now gonna create a negative reality. Switch the narrative change that imagination really feel what it is that you want and how that's going to feel when it happens so imagine it and a lot of people will do vision boards or suggest vision boards or maybe just a postcard from Kauai or something put it where it's it can be a conversation piece talk about it with people share it as if it's going to happen it's just a given it's going to happen so that's imagining to the next level and feeling those feelings, oh, it's gonna feel so amazing under the palm trees, <laughs> especially today, it's minus 39 here. Yeah. <laughs> Just, there's so many ways to go about it that doesn't have to be um, difficult. I think the biggest thing is catching yourself thinking negative thoughts. And once you become aware of how often you're thinking, this can't happen, I want this plan A, but probably just plan B is gonna happen. So that's what you're gonna get what you expect. So just expect it's going to happen and you'll catch your, mm -hmm. those negative sh thoughts. So imagine, mm -hmm. expect, feel the feels and you're going to bring it and it might not be the package of the timing you're expecting. You got to be open mm -hmm. to that. Right. It's going to send you what's best for you and everybody else. Mm -hmm. So starts with imagining and everything. So what's really cool is, I mean, so here's this. We all see it's tangible, I can touch it, you can drink out of it. Somebody imagined that, that 200, well, even 100 years ago, 50 years ago, those weren't even a thing. But somebody imagined it, and then they designed, and they thought about how it could happen, or they talked to somebody that would know how to build that, and they made it a reality. Mm -hmm. Every single thing starts from somebody's imagination. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, even like designing a logo, very similar. You've got to kind of have a vision for it first. And like with Tiana, like you got to have a vision for what you want these people to leave your course with, like a, a vision for how they feel and what they've learned and what they can now do that they couldn't before. And, and yes, Tiana, you have a podcast where you interview other people who are helping other people do things and teach. You're like, it's so awesome the stuff we can do when we um, focus on the outcome and not so much how we're going to get there, you know? Um, thank you for sharing that, Dina. Tiana, do you have your book excerpt ready to read to us? Um, so I'll read a section from the beginning of my first lesson of my book. So uh, it's called Lesson One, The Roadmap. And I say, I want to start this lesson with an important disclaimer. Everyone's course creation pathway or roadmap will be unique. There is not one exact test tried and true, perfectly curated approach to creating an online course. However, there are key elements. 
Developing an online course involves making a series of important decisions, like a choose your own adventure book, and I'm here to guide you on that journey. This approach will give you a structure to follow, but it won't be prescriptive. This will allow you to optimize the learning experience you're creating to align with who you are as a facilitator of learning, your secret sauce, and the community of learners that you are creating your course for. Do you want me to keep going a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want you to think about creating an online course like crossing a river. One side represents your course idea and the other side represents your completed course. There are stepping stones. These ones are not slippery and they are a good size. Don't need to worry about falling in. You're going to use these stepping stones to help you to cross to the other side of the river. Sometimes you may need to hop back to a stepping stone that you were on before. There might be little pushes, pulls, and sidesteps to keep your balance. Creating an online course does not always follow a linear path. Ultimately, though, the lessons in this workbook are going to provide you with a fluid approach to successfully and with confidence cross the flowing river and create your online course. Love it. Awesome. So, I mean, people are probably wondering, well, how are you going to, you know, teach us anything in 18 minutes when you've got this whole book full of things? Like, how are you going to take something and deliver it in 18 minutes and not leave us hanging and actually leave us with a tactical, you know, thing that we can do? Um, we're not going to tell you that right now. But we'll promise you that we are. Right, ladies? <laughs> I, promise, I promise you'll walk away with some really key, um, actionable things that will help you to um, implement change and create or sort of adjust a learning experience that you have. Yeah, and I know we all have in our books those things that we are repeating over and over again in our lives and businesses, and we want to encourage other fempreneurs to do the same. So I know we're going to be able to bring that kind of stuff to the table on January 20th at the Fem Talks conference. Um, thank you for sharing that, Tiana. Shannon, do you have an excerpt ready that, that you can read? Yeah, it, it's um, just from the, the start. So sink or swim. Our lives are full of defining moments. In March 2020, everything changed unexpectedly when the government of Canada announced a lockdown. 18 years into my entrepreneurial journey, my business was deemed non-essential. This was a defining moment for me. Being told how and if I was allowed to run my business. I never imagined the global pandemic would alter the course of my business and ultimately my life. Looking back, it's funny. The lockdown hit me harder than my bladder cancer diagnosis at 32 years old. Cancer was out of my control. Simply the outcome of cell replication. I had to learn to put my faith in the doctors and treatments, whereas my business is my own creation, a dream come true. I nurtured and poured my heart and soul into every aspect of Shannon Design's the success of my business was in my hands until the moment I was rendered helpless. I was afraid that the lockdown would result in losing everything I had built and sacrificed for. I allowed myself 24 hours to process the anger and grief before I pulled up my big girl pants and took action. What was the next step? I realized that I needed to pivot if I were to continue to serve my customers with new restrictions in place. I needed to learn how to market my business and myself. I recently had followed Lindsay Berry on Facebook and learned that her free Fempreneur Marketing School about her course. Thanks to the pandemic, I no longer had the excuse of being too busy to learn about marketing. I realized at that point I had to, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain because I was committed to keeping my business alive. And yeah, you, you've definitely done a great job of, of outlining the those repeatable steps that we all need to take as business owners over and over again to keep solidifying not only to ourselves but to our communities that we're here our businesses are alive this is what we do this is how we do it this is why it matters like over and over and over again and that's the power of social media and that's what I'm gonna be talking about is how to do that on social media how to take those messages and really distill them down to the stuff that matters and deliver them in ways that don't feel like you're a broken record, that, that don't look like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, different things, like even different visual things. And I kind of think of this as similar in Shannon's business to the logo. It's like, 
you know, you don't want to always wear the exact same pair of glasses. You want brand continuity, but you want the brand continuity to be that you always wear a different pair of glasses in your Instagram lives, you know, or like you wear a different color toque. Or you, you know what I mean? Or for me, a bit of a brand thing, I'm sure you could all agree, is that I often walk outside with my dog and make my videos outside. And that's probably getting boring for you all. So I might have to come up with something else. I will be in Mexico quite a bit in the next couple of months. I might be doing some Mexico videos. So that'll be fun. But yeah, I, I love helping fempreneurs get over that, that feeling of heaviness when it comes to social media and help them realize they have things to talk about. But, you know, um, we have to know what our clear brand message is. And actually, Shannon's book does a fantastic job of distilling that. So it's a workbook. You guys have all created workbooks. These aren't just books that we read and then put down and think that was a fun journey and now I'm going on with my life. No, these are things that you'll revisit and repeat because they work and they're gonna help all of you who you know who end up with these books in your hands at the end of the day on January 20th. Um, or if you just can't wait and you wanna order one on Amazon right now, then you'll have another copy that you can give to someone else when you come and they're gonna help you in your business guaranteed. And, and honestly, I mean, I would say it's 60% about who you hang out with and 40% about what you know. I really do feel that way. I think that the stuff we put in our books is valuable, but I think that if you don't, I know this, if you don't have the right team around you, if you're hanging out with people who have jobs and do the same thing every day and like their boss decides what they make and how, what they do, like they're, they, they're, they're good people. I'm not saying that, that you should ditch them. I'm just saying like you need to be around people that understand the entrepreneurial lifestyle and the mentality and that um, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that you need to get from your community. And if you don't have the right community, you just can't get that stuff. So Fem Talks on January 20th is not only going to connect you with these beautiful ladies here, but also all of the attendees. So we'd love to have you come and join us. There will be refreshments, door prizes, copies of all of these books we're talking about. Um, for those of you who want to hang out after, we're going to do sort of like a, a happy hour thing at 4.35. We're going to leave the ATB center. Hopefully it won't be minus 30 something. It'll be maybe minus 10. And we can just walk down the road to Blanco Cantina and we can you know, maybe have a drink and something to eat together and get to know each other better. Because again, it is important to have the right team. Um, does anyone have anything that they really, really wanted to share today? Perhaps a story, um, another exit from your book, anything at all? I, I want to touch on the, the relationships and the people that you surround yourself with because as a solo entrepreneur, and most of us are solo, um, I know that was a big part of what I was missing in my business and was that support from other people that get it. And finding the YYC fempreneurs has given me a whole group of ladies and there's constantly new ladies to meet but that support network that I didn't have and you know you know it's important but until you have it and you're in it and you can reach out and others reach out to you you don't realize how important it is and what an integral part of your personal growth not just your business growth but the relationships that you form and the people that you meet and it just constantly expands your your view and your horizon and you know just having that support is you can't put a dollar value on that like it's just unbelievable and that is one of along with everything else that i'm constantly learning that is one of my biggest blessings is is the you know the community right right absolutely does anyone else have anything to add to that? Sure. I know that all of us here today and anyone else that's in the Fempreneur group as well is, and this group isn't, so anybody who's listening who isn't in it, like we, we really, we want you, we want to meet you, you want to be part of it. But I think it's so satisfying when we see someone create something, whether it's a book or their website, their, their swag, their logo, their course, whatever it is that we help guide them and support them in creating, when they see that and realize that they are legit, they're the, they're the real deal, like this is happening, and they really get some empowerment, some, some courage, some 
that their their feeling of self-respect and self-worth just grows exponentially and just to be a part of that is so inspiring and i just love that that we are able to help people to do that yeah i want I want you to brag a little bit, each of you right now. And I, and I want you to brag because I could not believe the feeling that I had after I'd written my first book, after that book was done and completed and out there into the world. I seriously, my confidence skyrocketed. My online presence through the process of that did because I was really active on social media during the writing process. But like, I just want to know how you all feel now like if you if you had known that you would like okay i'm gonna stop talking can you just just tell us like how you feel now uh, now that you're an author and you've written these books like just just explain it and don't be afraid to break tiana will you go first (laughs) oh well i feel i do feel very proud so you know it's with so many things in the entrepreneurial journey they start with that idea and then you say it out loud and then you say it out loud to a few more people like beyond your you know close safe circle beyond your mom and your sister and your husband and those people and it's a little bit scary um and and you know like as um everyone has said like the community piece is so key because as you get more brave and you talk about it um then as I had sort of mentioned before too, like that accountability piece comes in. So, you know, in joining the group and Shannon was a part of it with me. So we're saying out loud, like we're committed to writing this book. And then, you know, Lindsay, you asked us to pick a date for when it would be shared out with the world. And it's scary because it's a vulnerable experience. You're sharing, you know, um, parts of yourself and, and kind of putting them out for other people to see. Um, and you're making that commitment. So, um, yeah, I felt really proud. And uh, it's exciting to see all my ideas in a book that um, is helpful to other people in taking their own ideas and making something and sharing it with the world, too. Awesome. Yeah, it feels really good to know that you, you know, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, you're some of the most awesome things about you have been recorded. <laughs> I hope I I'm sure there's more awesome things about you than that, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've left a legacy now, you know, <laughs> I think about that too. I'm like, if I die, everybody's fine. I got all my stuff written down somewhere yeah. so they can, they can keep leaning from it. Um, Shannon, do you want to share with us a little bit about how you feel different now that you're an author? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, the writing process, I kept it pretty quiet because even though I had the accountability of the group and everything, I was like, I don't know if I have this in me. Like, I don't know if I have enough, right? It was enough to put into a book. So I kept it quiet. Like, I didn't even tell my husband. So I was pretty... And then when certain posts went out on social media, my friends were like, what? What What are you doing? And I didn't, like, he didn't find out on social media that you were writing a book. He did. And it was like, <laughs> shit. He's like, um, hello. My husband works away 21 days at a time. So it, it wasn't that I was hiding. It just, he didn't see it and I didn't talk about it. Because I, I was, I'm like, an author? Me? No. Like, so for me, it, it hit home when I got the first copy. When I saw my face on the on the book cover so my husband knew by then so I'd ordered in my my copies and I remember opening the box and I remember thinking oh I should do an unboxing and I'm like yeah no 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 I'm not going to record that I should have yes Lindsay I should have but when I saw my face and I pulled the book out and I held it in my hands and I went oh my god this is me I, I I did this it didn't matter how many times Lindsay and I had gone through and edited and done this and done that you know I'm that's that's easy. It was the seeing it and holding it in my hands. And I, I kind of went, holy crap, I did it. That's me. Everything I've written is in here. There's little stories about me. You know, I, yeah, that was my, oh boy, I did it. I, I really did it. And it wasn't, I'd never had a book brewing in my head. I never, you know, when I see these other women writing books, I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. That is so cool. Never, ever did I put myself in that category that I'm going to write a book one day. Never. 
So it was, yeah, that was my big wow, holding it in my hands. So, yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we were like, and I, I'm not, I'm not like you in this way. I, I just put a book out there and then I don't pay attention. But you were looking on Amazon at the actual, you were tracking where people in the world were that were buying your book. And like, there's lots of people in the States mm-hmm. and like you, your book was making, you know, it was going to people that we definitely don't know, yeah. which is so cool. So people were finding it and it was really having that ripple effect, which was exciting too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What about you, Dina? How do you feel different now that you've that you're an official author? Well, it's pretty cool. All my life, I've wanted to write a book, <clears throat> but it just didn't seem like something that you just do. And you know, what am I going to write on? And now I've got several books published, and I, I'll even walk in stores where there's where they're there to be sold, and think, oh yeah, I wrote a book. It it hasn't even sunk in to be honest. Um, And maybe you guys can relate to that. I don't know when it's going to really hit me. um, Or I'll hear somebody say, yeah, she wrote a book. I'm like, Oh, I yeah, I did. But it's I, I guess, I'm really excited that I did. But I'm always guilty of doing that and not celebrating my wins or celebrating what it is. And even doing a book launch wasn't even on my radar. And Lindsay's like, well, we should do a book launch. Like some of you, I'm like, yeah, it's not my thing. I don't, you know, I don't really need, but I honestly think that it's going to be another nudge towards, you know what? We all have something to celebrate and something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. We put work and time we sacrificed. We set boundaries where we maybe hadn't set them before because we feel like what we're creating was worthwhile to make a priority and so it's an exercise for me in a for just doing it being vulnerable putting that out there celebrating that accomplishment mm-hmm. i celebrated else's i've been to tons of the other book launches but mm-hmm. when it came to my mind it's just like oh i just mm-hmm. i did it and i think it really comes across with that energy because there's a lot of people in my life don't even know i've written a book and, you know, maybe I'm still kind of struggling with that, that owning up and, and saying that, you know, I've done this and I am an expert, you know, mm-hmm. in something, in a few things, I guess, but yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's still sinking in for me. And I'm super excited that I've done it, but I've always been somebody, okay, did that check, check, yeah. check, what's the next, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and for me, it's like a course and a podcast and a, okay, and then I've got, you know, just, just slow down and celebrate. And for me, just knowing that, oh my God, I wrote a book. <laughs> I'm an yeah. author. And I remember, um, you know, like Lindsay saying, okay, well, on your bio, you could say you're an author. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm an author. I can. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's really exciting that that dream came true. And I remember going to the writing retreat that, that you had, Lindsay, um, that's a couple of years ago, and hearing things from other authors that was super inspiring, hearing about KDP for the first time and going, what's KDP? Realizing that this is doable. This is something I can physically build and publish myself and put that out into the world because there are some topics that I feel very strongly compelled to share. And I'm actually working on some compilation books to pull together people's voices and give them that opportunity. They don't have to write a whole book if they have a story they want to share that's relevant to whatever book it is. I've got three of them (laughs) that I'm getting stories for then I want to help others share that voice. And honestly, I think I'm going to be most proud about that. I think that is where I'm really going to want to celebrate that compilation with all the people who've contributed and see how empowering it is for them to get their voice out there. And so Lindsay, you know what you've helped all of us do, um, you know, you just, you must be so proud of us. (laughs) I'm so proud of you guys. Oh my gosh. Because I do know how hard it is. At the same time, 
it's very doable, but it is hard. And I think especially as a mom and someone who's been, you know, a people pleaser for years, <laughs> it can be hard to just set aside the time to get it done, no matter how badly you want to get it done. And so I am so proud of you all because I know the the things you said no to. And, you know, even Noreen and Felicia wrote their books in 2021. And I remember them both saying like, oh my God, it was so hard to say no. Like Noreen's sister came to town one time, like unannounced and just expected her sister to drop everything. I don't know. And like hang out with her or something like that. Not maybe not quite to that degree. And Noreen nor normally would have been like, well, yeah, you're my sister. I love you. I want to hang out with you. And she's like, I have a writing retreat by myself planned this weekend. I can't not do it. I have to get this book done. And it was like, it's hard, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm so proud of you guys for, because really you're not putting yourself first. I mean, some, some can think of it that way. And I guess they'll get across the finish line. But for me, and I think because we're people pleasers at heart, we have to think about the people that need this book. We have to think about the impact we can have in their lives because we won't do things for ourselves. Again, it's like self-worth issues or something, but we will do things for other people before we do them for ourselves. So if you have to rewire your brain to think, I have to do this for the five people that live in my town that need this book, maybe you can even put faces and names to those people because you've met them and they've asked you questions about this stuff, whatever you need to do. And the first step for those of you watching who are wanting to come to Fem Talks, I promise you if a book is even remotely on your radar, you will have the confidence you need to write that book when you leave the Fem Talks conference. And if nothing else, come there and absorb the amazing energy, make some connections that will be people that will hold you accountable and cheer you on. And I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you ladies so much for taking the time to share this. I'm excited to put this recording on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we, that I forgot to mention? 50% of the proceeds of ticket sales are going to support Mamas for Mamas in Calgary. I think that's massive. Yes. Yes. Truly, um, truly a, an opportunity to give back in every way, even to, to know non-fempreneurs or fempreneurs who are, um, you know, in need. So I think that the Mamas for Mamas charity is just doing such fantastic work. And Tiana, you brought it to our attention. So thank you for that. And yeah, I'll be sure to tag them in this, in this recording. And yeah, so support a good cause and meet some awesome ladies. And we can't wait to see you all on January 20th. All right. Bye for now, ladies. Have bye. a great day. Stay warm. Have a good day. We would be so grateful to have you share the Fempox conference with other Femprinters in the Calgary area. Um, if you can forward this YouTube video, if you're watching on YouTube or send this podcast episode or head over to Instagram and forward one of our Femtox posts to any Femprinter you know, or even a woman, because sometimes we don't know if the women in our lives are going to start businesses. <laughs> so let's assume every Femprinter, every woman is a Femprinter and send them all the invite to the Femtox conference. If you don't live in the Calgary area, don't worry, we're still going to send you some highlights, some video clips, we have a beautiful and amazingly talented videographer who's going to be there. So we're going to capture a lot of the magic for those of you who are not here in the Calgary area. And we're going to try to get it out to you on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the email list. So go to yycfemprinters.com and get on the email list for sure. Um, but if you're in the Calgary area, I want to see you on January 20th. All right. Bye for now.